All right, folks, you're very welcome along to episode two of the Fantasyland FPL podcast with myself, Stephen Gilroy, um, alongside me. I don't have anybody this week. Keen Egan uh, is not here uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, a.k.a. Uh, I went for the vaccine yesterday and uh, wasn't feeling great this morning. So I text him. I said, Keen, I'm going to go solo today. I'm going to go solo. Um, don't worry. I got this. It'll be fine. But anyway. We're here, uh, episode two. If you enjoyed the first episode, um, thank you very much. Uh, if you're joining us again, uh, or if you sent any messages or likes or anything like that uh, on the Twitter page or the Facebook page where I shared it, then um, thank you very much for all that. Uh, it's great to get the support and hopefully we can carry it on. Uh, and to anybody that did share uh, on social media and stuff like that, then a big thank you uh, to all of you as well. And hopefully we can kick on now and really, um, really have a good FPL season, which is basically what we're looking to do. But anyway, enough enough introductions and thank yous from me now. Um, we'll get stuck into it. If you don't already follow me on Twitter, you can find me there, at Fantasyland FPL, if you want to join me. Um, it's a bit of crack, uh, nothing too serious, and um, you'll find uh, that I'll be putting up uh, more and more stuff over the next couple of months hopefully a few threads, uh, different videos and stuff like that that may help your FPL decisions over the course of the year. So, what are we going to cover today? So obviously, game week one is finally here um, after what has been an extremely short break from FPL. At times, it's felt like the break never happened. Do you know, with the Euros, with the uh, Euros fantasy as well, if you played it, um, and just everything else in between. So it's 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 great to have it back. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, we've had very little time to process uh, our last season. But I suppose as FPL managers, we're always kind of champing at the bit to get back to it. And really uh, get back to planning for uh, another season. Another 38 game weeks of hell, as uh, some people refer to it. But um, we'll try and enjoy it as much as we can. And that is one thing to remember as well. I think... Last season, you know, frustration can kind of creep in in different parts of the season and you can find yourself not enjoying it as much as you probably should. But I think this season, for myself anyway, I've kind of made a promise to myself that I am going to enjoy it. And definitely with doing this podcast and coming up with different ideas about content, it's definitely going to help me enjoy the season more. So just it's something to think about. If you find that you got frustrated very easily last year with FPL, just make a conscious decision with yourself and kind of say, I'm going to enjoy it more this year. I'm going to play the game on its merits. Whatever decisions I make, I make. You know, we can't predict what's going to happen in an FPL uh, season or in an FPL game week. So there's absolutely nothing we can do about that. Um, but yeah, we're going to enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, we're going to kick into the fixtures for game week one. So, first of all, we have Brentford and Arsenal on Friday night uh, at 8 o'clock. It's worth bearing in mind, folks, as well. This game is at 8 o'clock, but the deadline tomorrow is at 6.30pm. So, make a note of it. If you're out and about tomorrow, if you know you're going to be out and about tomorrow, um, have a look at your team and, and, and see if you need to make any changes. Uh, if you don't and you're happy enough, lock it in. But uh, yeah, just be wary. Half six tomorrow. Uh, don't miss it or you will be uh, absolutely kicking yourself. I've 
I don't actually last season I don't know if I missed many deadlines but I think I came very very close on a couple of occasions I think after nights out and stuff like that I think I might have came very very close to uh to missing a deadline but uh thank god I never did so yeah Brentford and Arsenal Friday night eight o'clock games on Sky Sports if you want to watch it um unfortunately I'll be in work so I'm not going to be watching it um I'd like to have sat down to watch that Brentford the newly promoted side in that one um and Arsenal going through a little bit of a transitional phase under Mikel Arteta and uh they'll be hoping to get off to a strong start of the season but uh I think all eyes will be on the highly owned Ivan Tony in that one, 6.5 million if you're interested. Uh, but we'll chat about that in a bit. Then we move on to Saturday, Man United and Leeds at half 12. Uh, big, big game. And as a Leeds fan, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited about it. Um, definitely going to sit down and watch that one before uh, before the old GAA in the evening time. Um, Mayo play Dublin. Um, not going not gonna to plague you with uh, any GAA bias here. On this podcast but uh yeah that's a big game as well if you're gonna sit down and watch that then we have the three o'clock kickoffs burnley brighton hove albion chelsea crystal palace everton southampton leicester wolves watford aston villa and then norwich and uh, liverpool at half five games also on sky sports then super sunday as they call it um newcastle and west ham united should be a good one actually and tottenham and man city at half four all eyes will be on that one uh, jack Grealish, of course with that massive move to man city and of course the rolling transfer saga that is harry kane at the minute uh, will he stay won't he stay i think at the moment it's looking like he's going to stay but um it remains to be seen so we're going to take a look at some of the assets for um all these games um we'll start off with brentford and Arsenal so I think with Brentford with Brentford anyways there's not really anybody in that team I'd be massively interested in only Ivan Tony. so they have they have a couple of a couple of other midfielders that I might have been interested in but I think he's the only one I think Ivan Tony is the only one that I would consider picking at this moment in time now he's not in my draft um, at all at the minute I don't know if he will be um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have enough interest in him at the moment. But people are saying, <clears throat> you know, if he does score against Arsenal on on Friday night, then his ownership and his 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 price is absolutely going to go through the roof. So it's worth keeping an eye on that. Uh, Six point five million, good price for a player that is, you know, in the Premier League. Um, testing himself for the first time in a while I think he's been in the Premier League before but I'm not absolutely sure I'd have to double check on that one but he scored 44 goals last season in the Championship in 38 appearances which is absolutely phenomenal and I didn't I'll be honest I didn't sit down and watch a lot of Brentford last season I was uh I watched some of their playoff uh semi-final and some of the playoff final but uh but not too much more than that but I know Ivan Tony. He uh, he was a threat for Brentford the season before when Leeds were in the Championship. So um, you know I know all about him. Uh, very very good player. I've no doubt that he'll probably do uh, some sort of business and he'll probably score. I'm going to go ahead and say he'll probably score about ten goals anyways this season in the Premier League at the very minimum. And there's not really too too many people that would disagree with that. I don't think anyway. 
So he's the only one I consider from Brentford at this moment in time. Then with Arsenal, 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 Arsenal. If Keane was here, he would probably be a little bit biased, but you know, we're not gonna hold that against him. He'll probably give out to me next week when he gets back. Um I suppose in terms of the players that they have that I'd be interested in, I like Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney is a good price uh, at five million. He is uh, very attack-minded. If Arsenal are gonna, you know, get any returns from that area of the pitch, he's gonna be highly involved. Um, he links up well with Saka down that side. Saka at six point five million. He's another one that I like. He is gonna be even more important. To Arsenal this year um, I think he's got a big part to play in what Arsenal trying to do this season and um, he is he, he links up very well with with Tierney on that, on that on that side so they're the two that I'd be interested in and then I threw in Alexander Lacassette as well at 8.5 million so I like Lacassette last season he did uh, he did lots of uh, he did lots of good stuff for me towards the back end of the season and um I was happy to have him. So 8.5 million. He's gone up by 0.5 million. Um, I don't know if I'm as interested in that as I initially was. But if you're looking for you know a punt on an Arsenal striker, then he's probably he's probably the one to go with, to be fair. Um, you know, a, a good proven record in the Premier League. Um, and with a nice fixture against Brentford as well. If you want to go for him, absolutely, I would 100 percent go for him. Then moving on to the Leeds and Man United game. So there's a lot of interest in this one. I suppose the likes of you know Bruno Fernandes for a lot of people is gonna be uh is gonna be locked in. A lot of people have Fernandez and Salah in their squads at the moment. I don't think that's gonna change. I think a lot of people are probably happy to have both of them in their squad at the moment. Um Fernandez like I said last week with Keane, so important to what United do. Very, very influential in terms of chances created, key passes in the final third, and of course on penalties. So at a 12.5 million, look, I suppose you gotta pay, you gotta pay for the big assets. And um I think most people are probably happy enough to uh to go with that for the time being. You have the likes of Jaden Sancho then at 9.5 million. I had him in a lot of my drafts earlier on last month, but I've kind of veered away from it now. I'm more on the wait and see kind of category with Jaden Sancho at the minute. So happy enough just to just to see how it goes. Um if if he does well, absolutely I'll I'll 100 percent um I'll 100 percent consider it. But um at the moment, definitely uh I'm just gonna wait and see. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in any major panic to uh, to bring him in. Who else for Manchester United? Luke Shaw, five point five million. He represents a huge attacking threat from that position. His numbers last year. I haven't checked it up. I'm not a big numbers person when it comes to FPL. I'll take a glance at them, but uh, but that'll be about it. Uh, his numbers would be fairly good in terms of attacking wise. So he's probably going to make it into my squad. Um, I'll run through my, my my starting 11 or very close to my starting 11 at the end of the podcast. But um, yeah, he's definitely uh, he's definitely a player that 
I'm going to have. And at 5.5 million, he's a, he's a nice gateway into that Manchester United defence as well. You Then you have the likes of... Um, who else we got now? Greenwood. Greenwood, good option as well. If you are looking for another gateway into that Manchester United attack. I know Cavani. I don't know if he's going to make the game in time. I think he's still out with an injury at the moment. So just keep an eye on that, obviously. Um, if he doesn't make it, then uh, it'll be... Uh, It'll be a bit of a bit of a headache for anyone that did have him in in the drafts the whole way through, um. So yeah, and then who else from Manchester United now? I've seen a lot of people have the likes of uh, who else we got? No, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, actually, I think Greenwood, Shaw, and Fernandez would probably be my three picks on the United side for that game. Um, good fixture against Leeds, but then again. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, we don't know, we don't know how that game is going to go. It could go, it could go one way or the other. As a Leeds fan, I would probably say, you know, if it goes one way, you know, there'll be a heavy haul probably from the likes of Fernandez and Co. But if it goes the other way, it could be quite a cagey affair. I don't know if you remember the nil all draw at Ellen Road last year when Leeds literally, I'd say they probably just put up a block and said, you know what, we're not going to ship. Uh, six goals again this season to you guys so that could be a possibility as well moving on to the lead side the mighty whites um big game against united and i'm trying to take all emotion and kind of favoritism out of my selections when it comes to this game so the three players i would pick for leads if i was looking to bring in leads assets the number one is rafinha 6.5 million. I went on about him last year, last week rather. Um, he is criminally underpriced. Uh, I think he'll be in a lot of squads. He'll probably be on the bench for a lot of squads for the first first four or five, six game weeks. And I think people will probably be happy enough with that because you have a creative outlet in your squad that is that is going to be there, and you know he's going to create chances. He's going to get goals. He's a very very important part of that Leeds United attacking fulcrum so he'll be very important then after that I was looking at Junior Firpo for 5 million but then I kind of changed my mind but I've been speaking with a couple of people and they've kind of had the same idea so uh, if you want to punt absolutely I think he definitely could start in that defence um, he's he's a very attack minded player 5 million Nice, nice different pick if you're feeling a little bit adventurous for the start of the season. I know the start of the season is probably not the best time to be uh, to go for the differential picks. But if you're feeling like something different, Junior Furpo, Jack Harrison, 6.5 million as far as I know. Another good option. Uh, after that, Patrick Bamford, 8 million. I said last week I wasn't interested I'm kind of sitting on the same kind of fence at the minute. Um, I'm not interested at the moment in um, in in Patrick Bamford. So, if he has a good start to the season, absolutely, I'll um, I'll consider it. But um, for the for for the moment, for the time being, um, he's probably not going to make it into my squad. Who else for Leeds? We have the likes of. Um, I was looking at someone else recently as well. Oh. How could I forget? The Iceman himself, Meslier, in the Leeds goal. Um, at 6 million, I suppose, or 5.5 million, 
I'm, I'm not sure. Can't remember. Um, he's he's a very good option, but like I said, uh, and I've said it many times, do we want to spend any more than five point five uh, or five million rather on a goalkeeper? Probably not. I'm not really uh, looking to uh, to to go down the route of picking uh, of picking expensive goalkeepers, but again. The amount of saves he made last year and the amount of bonus points he got because of it, he was very similar to Martinez last season. So, again, if you're looking for something different, um, 100%, go for it. Uh, he's a good price um, for for a Leeds goalkeeper. And, um, yeah, they are the picks I would go with for the Manchester United Leeds game on the Saturday. Of course, on BT Sport, if you're not doing anything else, you can sit down and watch it, folks. It's going to be a cracker. So moving on to the three o'clock kickoffs, you have Burnley and Brighton and Hove Albion. So this one, Burnley and Brighton, is I'm not gonna say it's a bore fest, because to be honest, I think it could be a very, very good game. And I'll have interested in it anyway because I'll have Robert Sanchez between the sticks for that game. I think I would take a nil all all day long in this one. Um for, for, for that to happen I t- I'll take the 6 points and the bonus point that'll probably come for Sanchez if that's the case but we got to look on the other side as well the likes of Chris Wood 7 million Chris Wood is pretty much what you see is what you get he'll score 10 to 15 goals over the course of the season and he's literally he'll do, he'll do exactly what you sign him for you know there's no there's no there's no like nothing fancy about Chris Wood there's nothing fa- fancy about Burnley to be honest um you, you know they're, they're they're very they're very I don't even know how to describe it they're very uh kind of functional in that sort of way so they'll be they'll be absolutely fine in the Premier League they kind of just trundle along and do their thing but um on their side Chris Wood 7 million I like Charlie Taylor as well at 4.5 million he's probably the most exciting attacking pick that Burnley have in their side. You know, he gets forward, whips balls in. Uh, he's he's probably the most creative outlet from that side of the pitch. Apart from that, there's not really anybody else that I'd go for in that Burnley squad. I'm looking at the likes of the goalkeeper Nick Pope. Again, five point five million. Not really, not really massively interested. I think everybody knows at this stage that uh, <laughs> I'm not massively interested in expensive goalkeepers. Some people will call me tight, but I think in FPL, if you're gonna spread your money around in the squad, you gotta have a cheap goalkeeper or cheap goalkeepers. So, yeah, on the Burnley side, that's who I'd go for. And then on the Brighton side, the likes of Danny Welbeck. If you're looking for a striker that's gonna play every week, decent option. Um. Adam Lallana, I was thinking about Adam Lallana during the week there. Probably not going to go for him, but if you want to go for something a little bit different, then you absolutely could. Do you know that kind of way? Um, who else? They have uh, Veltman, good option in Brighton's defence. Also, Ben White is gone. He's gone to Arsenal. Um, probably should have mentioned him when I was talking about Arsenal, but um, he is uh, 4.5 million. Um, he's also a good option for Friday night if you're looking for uh, someone to start off in the defence that may be a good gateway into the Arsenal defence if you're looking to get somebody but um, yeah that's they're probably all the players that will be interested in that one moving on then to Chelsea and Crystal Palace so Chelsea 
Chelsea are a bit of a funny one, and I think they're becoming a bit of a a template for uh, rotation alongside Manchester City. So we know Pep Guardiola is bad for rotation, and Pep Brulé is a real thing. But at the moment, it feels like it feels like like Thomas Tuchel. It feels like his rotation could be even worse. So. I'd love to have I'd love to have all Chelsea's players well not all Chelsea's players but I'd love to have the likes of the likes of Havertz I'd love to have Havertz every single week do you know 8.5 million he is primed to have a huge season for Chelsea this year um, and I just think the only thing that puts me off is that I just can't I just can't really bring myself to, to, to rely to rely on the, the team sheet being the exact same every week the, the same with Jorginho I like Jorginho as well I had him a couple of a couple of game weeks last year I just think a lot of these players you're just scared off from rotation and from what I've read online and different stuff that I've listened to and YouTube videos podcasts people all feel the same people feel the same about Chelsea at the moment great options in defence attack and midfield but we're just being scared off by rotation at the minute. So it's again, as I said before, it's a case of it's a case of wait and see. I'm happy to sit, wait, see what kind of team he puts out on the first day, even the second day and the third day, because I know the fixtures are a little bit uh fixtures are a little bit uh, different after the first couple of game weeks. But definitely I won't be going away from considering the Chelsea assets. I think the only Chelsea asset that I have in my squad at the moment is Jorginho. So if you're looking for... Um, I think the three topics for Chelsea are probably uh, Havertz. Um, obviously, we haven't spoken about Lukaku yet, but at the time of recording this, uh, we don't have any information uh, about what price Lukaku is going to be. But look, if I was going to speculate... I'm guessing he's probably going to be in and around maybe maybe 10 million, 9.5, 10 million. I think if he's 10 million, I think that's that's probably reflective of the kind of player that he is. I don't know. Let me know um, if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, all the usual assets for Chelsea, Havertz. I've seen a couple of people, Reese James as well. But again, just scared off from rotation. I'm not going to keep repeating myself, um, but definitely Chelsea at the moment I'm not saying avoid but sit and wait wait and see um and see see how see how the team sheet goes on the first day Crystal Palace then new manager in charge Patrick Vieira he'll want to hit the ground running and you know he's had a couple of managerial positions now but this could be this could be this could be one that really makes him as a manager Crystal Palace I liked a few of their assets last year obviously Tyreek Mitchell 4.5 million um, we also had the likes of uh, Heze. Heze, I think um, Keane, if he was here now, he would speak about how he had him for a couple of couple of game weeks last 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 season, last week, last season, um, and he got him some good returns. And then also the main man, Wilfred Zaha. I'm still convinced Zaha is a great option if you're looking for someone around that price point. You know, he's creative. He's got the ability for sure he's got the ability and I feel like I had him a couple of times last year and he let me down but I would not 
hold that against him because I feel like he's got he's got bags and bags of potential and he can do it. There's no doubt about that. But in terms of Crystal Palace, yeah. Zaha, Tyreek Mitchell, Heze, um you could look at the likes of um Mateta. Mateta, I think that's his name. Mateta. He could have this could be a breakthrough season for him. Uh he'll be looking to hit the ground running. That's if he can get into Patrick Vieira's starting eleven. But yeah, at the moment, Crystal Palace, keep an eye on it. Again, like a lot of games that I'm trying to preview on this podcast, we don't know what's gonna happen. So we'll have a better idea after two, three game weeks about the, the, the landscape of the Premier League and you know who's playing well, who looks sharp, and um what managers seem to be getting it right. But anyway. So we move on then to Everton and Southampton. Everton, led by Rafa Benitez, took over this summer. Uh, the options I would look at for them would be Luca Dean, 5.5 million. Very, very attack-minded defender. Uh, he'll get forward at every opportunity. And I think he takes free kicks or corners as well. I'm not sure. I'd have to check that out. Then you have the likes of Richardson, 7.5 million. Uh, Dominic Carvalho-Lewin. At 8 million, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think, has a slight injury concern. So just look out for that. Um, Richardson, I think he's definitely a player that flatters to deceive at times. He can be great one one week and then um, really, really poor the following week. And just in terms of in terms of being reliable, I think sometimes he, uh, he really kind of lets us down. But all that being said... I actually do have him in my in my team, uh, which I'll speak about in a bit. Who else from Everton now? We have the likes of James Rodriguez. Are we really going to trust James Rodriguez this season after after what happened the middle of last year? So last year he made an explosive start to the season and he was fantastic, and we thought you know this guy this guy's the real deal. You know we knew we knew already that he was a that he was a world class player, but he was going to explode onto the Premier League scene and he was going to he was going to be one of the players of the season so obviously that went a completely different way because he got injured he lost his form he was um he just yeah he just basically struggled for fitness and he struggled for form and uh it meant that his season really petered out I don't think he played an awful lot towards the back end of last year but um yeah can we consider him as an option? Probably not. But again, watch this space. That's if he stays at the club. I don't know if there's much to talk about him leaving at the moment. But uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on that for the minute. So Everton, you have the likes of uh, Coleman as well. If you're looking for a bit of a sentimental Irish pick. Um, I know I won't be going that way. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's decent. Then also you have... Uh, the defenders for Everton, um, Michael Keane got a few big hauls last season, uh, and then we also have, I think uh, Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford, yeah, not not a bad uh, not a bad option if you're looking for someone around that price point. Makes a lot of saves, and again with the good fixtures, there could be potential for a lot of clean sheets. Um, Southampton then on the other side. So Southampton have lost their main man, Danny Ings. They've lost him to Aston Villa. And um, that could be 
as big a blow as any to the club. So Southampton, I don't rate them massively highly this season. Um, last year, obviously, you know, I loved, I loved the, uh, I loved the run they went on and they were doing really well, but they really fell away a big time. And I think there's issues there, um, at the club, and in terms of the kind of squad that they have at the minute, they're going to struggle. And there's not really anybody on that Southampton team at the moment that would interest me for game week one. Obviously, um, I know they've signed uh, Armstrong, a striker Armstrong. I'd have to, I'd have to do my homework a little bit on that now. But um, Jay Adams, I don't know. Not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully convinced that they're going to do, that they're going to do as well as they probably hope. So I would say keep, keep an eye on them. Obviously, but I don't rate them as highly. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. Moving on then to Leicester and Wolves. Leicester, um, they are going to be strong again this season. I like a lot of their assets. Um, some of their assets I don't like uh, at all. Uh, the likes of Jamie Vardy, I'd love to own Jamie Vardy. I'd love to own him every week. Like I think he's, I don't know what it is that draws him, draws me towards him when I'm picking my team. But I just don't feel like paying $10.5 million is justifiable uh, for my squad you know so I'm not going to have him but if you need to have a striker of that price point in your team and, and you fancy him for the first couple of game weeks absolutely fire on ahead um, I like James Madison the creative fulcrum of that Leicester team don't know now if that proposed move to Arsenal is going to go ahead I know Keane was here last week and he said that he was hopeful that it would happen. I don't think it's going to happen now. I think he's probably going to stay. I think... I know it's probably not directly the same thing. But when Wesley Fofana got injured. I could nearly see how Brendan Rodgers would have said. You know what? No. We're not going to let anybody else go. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're happy enough to... We're happy enough to kind of... Kind of go with what we've got. And... Uh, in terms of... In terms of Leicester. Like I had Wesley Fofana... You know, nice 4.5 million option, but, um, you know, he had that really, really unlucky uh, leg break against Villarreal. Uh, hopefully he makes a speedy recovery because he's a fantastic uh, asset, a fantastic player for Leicester. Um, so now Leicester's backline looks different. So now we're looking at players like uh, Amarty, we're looking at um, the likes of Castagna, Sionchu. I think I've seen a stat on Twitter a couple of days ago that Sionchu, uh, I think... I don't know what it was. The, the the clean sheets that he's been involved in, it's a very, very low number. So I think Leicester last year, I don't think they kept a lot of clean sheets. But again, I'd have to go back and check check the stats for real on that one. But I like I like Castagna, I like Dennis Pratt, I like James Madison, and also can't forget about Ian Acho. Ian Acho 7.5 million. It'll be more than likely vying for his place uh, alongside um, Jamie Vardy. But then there's also Pats and Daka as well that we have to consider, the new signing uh, at the club. So he'll be looking to make his mark as well. Uh, on the Wolves side, Connor Cody in defence, 4.5 million. If you're looking for someone to... Uh, uh, if, you, if you're looking for someone at that price point. But after that, Adama Traore probably let, let us down an awful lot last season. Uh, probably didn't do enough um, and was probably disappointing at times. Raul Jimenez, if he comes back into the fold, he'll be an option as well. 
Um, then moving on to the Watford and Aston Villa game. Aston Villa have obviously, you know, bolstered their squad big time this season, or this preseason rather. Uh, with the sale of Jack Grealish, they've brought in Danny Ings, uh, Bundia, and Leon Bailey. All three are viable options uh, if you're looking to bring in an Aston Villa player, Matty Cash, and Matt Target as well. If you're looking for a route into the Aston Villa defence, um, alongside alongside of all of all of that, I don't think there's many other players that I probably go with. On the Watford side, look, it's probably not anybody. Probably not anybody I'd be interested in. Um, I'll wait and see how they go. Norwich and Liverpool, I think, obviously, Salah. If you don't have Salah, I would seriously consider getting him in somewhere there because I think the whole game of FPL is probably going to captain him on the very first day. He is... Look, I'm not going to say they primed to get a big haul because anything could happen. But like, look at the last two seasons for Liverpool. Salah got got a hat trick, or did he get four? Yeah, he got four. Oh, sorry, he got a hat trick uh, against Leeds last season, and then the season before, I think he actually got two goals as well. And Liverpool also scored four against Norwich as well, uh, in the same yeah in the same kind of game. Uh, yes, yeah, start of the season. Yeah, so Norwich look pooky. If you want to go with someone like that, but I don't know. I think Norwich. I think Norwich are going to struggle. Um, I don't want to be too harsh and critical of them, but I just feel like newly promoted team. It's going to be very, very difficult to. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult to really rate any of their players yet. But uh, on the Liverpool side, obviously, you know you have the likes of Salah, you have the likes of Trent. I think Robertson is out. For a couple of weeks, um, then you have the likes of Firmino. He, you know, he's looked sharp in pre-season. I know that he's teamed up, or he's linking well with Minamino on that side of the pitch. So keep an eye on that as well. Um, they could be uh, could be decent options. You wouldn't know. So that's all the Saturday games covered. Moving on to the Sunday now: Newcastle and West Ham United. Newcastle, if you're looking for a striker, um, Callum Wilson. Obviously, he would be probably the one pick that I would go for on the Newcastle side. Don't think that there's anybody else really that I'd uh, that I'd consider on the West Ham side. All the usuals: uh, Socek, Thomas Socek, uh, Kufal, Fornals. Well, actually, no, not Fornals. Sorry, Kufal, um, and Ben Rama. So, I've seen a lot of people with Ben Rama in their drafts, and I feel like I feel like there's there's something brewing. You know, with a lot of managers, and they feel like Ben Rama is about to put his hand up and finally, finally have a good season or a season where he plays a lot of games. So, I would proceed with, I proceed with caution, but like I wouldn't be afraid to have him in your squad. I think I had him in my squad for a bit, and if things change between now and tomorrow at six thirty, I definitely could have him in my squad again. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really interested to see how how it all unfolds because he's a great player Ben Rama obviously another former Brentford man I think he's got the potential he's got massive massive potential and he if he gets an extended run of games uh, in that team or extended run of starts in that team then uh, he could be really good so keep an eye on that finally folks we're going to look at Tottenham and Man City so uh, 
<laughs> I'm trying to get through all these games here and trying to think of all the assets uh, that we need uh, for game week one, but uh, we're down to the last game, so we're not doing too bad. Um, Tottenham Man City, Harry Kane, probably not going to start, probably not going to be involved for the first two games, more than likely. So I would just, I would steer, steer clear and just wait and see. Um, obviously, it's a tough game against Man City. Um, it's going to be a very cagey affair more than likely now it might not be it could be it could be a big win for either side but uh at the start of the season it's very hard to predict how some of these games are going to go for Tottenham I like Regulon I like Lloris even though he's too expensive um I like uh Matt Doherty as well you wouldn't know with Nuno in charge at Spurs now you would nearly say that Matt Doherty the door has been literally left open for him can he force his way back into that Spurs squad? I'd love to see it, to be honest, because obviously an Irish player, if he could do it, it'd be fantastic to see, but it'll be remain to be seen. Um, who else for Tottenham now? Uh, human son, 10 million. He's gone up a bit in price this season, but he's still probably one of their better options. I wouldn't be afraid to have him in against Man City. To be honest, um, I'm probably not going to have him. But if you're kind of on the fence about it, I wouldn't, you know, throw him in. Might be, it might be, uh, it might be a bit of a, a left wing call, but uh, it may pay off. And as they say about left wing calls, if they come off, you'll shoot up the ranks because nobody else has done it. Um, Harry Kane, obviously, twelve million, but just wait and see what happens with him. And I don't think that there's anybody else. For Spurs that I would consider at the moment, anyways. Um, no, I don't think so. Man City, Pepperlet. Do I want to get involved in Pepperlet? Yes or no? The answer is absolutely one hundred percent no. I don't have any Man City players on my my squad. There will be no Man City players on my squad until I have a look at the first couple of game weeks and see how it pans out too many times myself and everybody else in the FPL world last season got caught up in Pepperlet and ended up just ended up just frustrated so I'm going to wait and see uh, if you are looking to bring in Man City assets like you don't have to look any further Kevin De Bruyne Jack Grealish um, Kyle Walker Ruben Diaz all these players like any of the attacking players from Man City are, are great options, but I would just, at the moment, proceed with caution. So, that's all I'll say about that. So, that's all the games ran down. Um, I've given a brief overview of some of the options that you can go for. Um, if it's any help at all, then, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully you'll get some, some help out of it. Um, so, all the stuff to do now is to have a look at my own side... Um, and at the minute, uh, it's uh, Robert Sanchez in goal. Uh, I have uh, Ben White, Trent, um, and I have um, I have Luke Shaw as well in the defence. I think the biggest thing about my defence is that I want players that it, it's it's going to be mostly wing backs, mostly wing backs that are going to get forward and uh, try and you know really you know make make something of every opportunity. So. I'm happy enough with 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 that defense of Ben White, uh, Trent, Luke Shaw, and Ryan Bertrand at five million. I put it up on Twitter there a few days ago, and people people think he's nailed on. Some people think he's not. 
I'm going to go with it and see. He's more than likely going to be in my starting 11 um, unless anything drastically changes. Um, and Luke Ayling is my other defender in my squad. Moving on to midfield then, Jorginho, Salah, Fernandez, Basuma and Rafinha. Jorginho, Salah and Fernandez are probably going to start. Salah is going to be my captain. And then up front you have um, Antonio, uh, Michel Antonio, Danny Ings and Richarlison. Um, so that's probably going to stay the way it is, folks. I don't think it's going to be any any different than that. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much locked in at that unless I have a, Unless I have a sudden change of heart at the very last minute uh, tomorrow, just before half six. But um, yeah, that's my draft for the minute. Um, I don't think that there's too much more else to uh, cover. I've covered game week one now. Um, I feel like uh, we've uh, we've done enough uh, chatting about the game week for now. I've always conscious that uh, these podcasts are going to be 40 minutes long. So all that's left to uh, say is um, the very best of luck for game week one. I hope it all goes well. It could be carnage. It could be absolutely unbelievable. But uh, one thing is for certain, that we'll go at it again. Uh, we'll go at it again next week. Anyways, you know, remember that this FPL is not a, is not a, is, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I love, I love that saying and it's, it's really so true. So we need to just really take our time, plan our squads and, you know, try and try and play the game on its merits because you'll come up with different ideas over the course of the season and some may be good, some may be bad, but uh, you know, we've always got another game week to uh, rectify that. So folks, I'll leave it at that. Um thanks a million for listening to the podcast. Uh if you uh have enjoyed it, make sure you follow on Spotify. Um you can also go on Twitter as I said earlier on and follow me at Fantasyland FPL. I'll have all the updates about when the podcasts are going up. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So folks, I'll leave it at that. um, And hopefully you have a great game week one. I will speak again very soon. Talk to you soon.